Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Some kids walk around doing it on purpose all the time. Like what? Some bad kids, they just walk around, they say bad words all the time. Like what? All of them. All the bad words, they say them all the time. Why? I don't know why, you have to ask them. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you said you don't want to be president and expected us to believe you, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is a this is a back from hiatus Friday, April 8th, 2016. Don't throw me a nightbrar patch edition of the show where we talk about the uncandidate Paul Ryan and how he really, 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 really honest to God does not want to be the Republican nominee, but he really does. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is brought to you this week by the Shrug Emoticon, because, ah, life is hard, and sometimes there's no right answer. That's why the Shrug Emoticon exists. When faced with a hard choice, sometimes the best choice is no choice at all. Shrug and forget about it. When someone suggests you want to do something that you really do want to do, but have to pretend that you don't, shrug. When life is clearly fucked and there ain't no damn thing you can do, shrug it off and move on through. The Shrug Emoticon, the internet's answer to real life's problems. If you would like to sponsor the show... Eh, you can't see it, but I was totally shrugging and smiling just now. I, 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 I mean, whatever you do, Brother Fox, whatever you do, please, please, Brother Fox, please don't bring me in that brow patch. Uh, brow patch? Things are not happy in real America, trademark. While we blue state commies are having some small disagreements over who best represents the vision of our party, you may have noticed the Republicans are just in a bit of a disarray. They are in need of guidance. And while some have turned to religion, (coughs) Cruz, the truth is... The gods will not save you. Because as the good book says... And I say good book because it's actually only four and a half stars on Amazon. That's probably because it's kind of hard to read with all the begats and the whooses and the watsits. Anyway, the, what the good book says is that God helps those who help themselves. That you are so not... Oh, God. <clears throat> False. Actually, that wasn't God at all. That was English political theorist Algernon Sidney, who was, was the first citation of those exact words in the English language. Now, it was later published in Poor Richard's Almanac by Benjamin Franklin, who also said, we're born ignorant, but we've got to work really hard to remain stupid. Which brings me back around to the Republicans and the new savior trickling down from on high like a drunk frat boy pissing over a balcony onto the party below. It's Paul fucking Ryan. You see, Paul fucking Ryan. Gavin, are you going to do that every time I say Paul fucking Ryan? I'm going to take that as a yes. You might remember Paul as the badass hip young congressman from... 
that an animatronic Mormon selected in 2012 as his running mate in a futile attempt to break through the uncanny valley and connect with actual human beings. Of course, that failed, and Romneybot suffered an embarrassing defeat at the hands of the secret Muslim commie fascist Obummer. Flash forward three years, and the bronzed god John Boehner took his ashtray and went home, leaving the Republican House rudderless in a sea of, uh, sea of, um... Fair enough. And the Republicans again turned to a bearded wanderer with immaculate pecs and piercing blue eyes. Ugh. Look at him. <gasps> Ooh, baby. Oh, break me off a piece of that. <laughs> to come in from the desert and save them. And Ryan said to the Republican Party, I prefer not to. And the Republicans said, please? But you see, Paul fucking, get your hand away from that button, Gavin. Paul fucking Ryan knew the first trick to getting something you really want is to pretend you don't want it at all. So he's like, oh, hells no. And when they said, be House Speaker a third time, you know, third in line to the presidency in the event the, sh- in the, event the shit hits the fan, something he absolutely 100% said he did not want, would never take, when they ask him again, yeah, he took the job. Now, fast forward another six months, and the Republican presidential race has come down to a battle royale between a Twitter egg and a Yahoo comment who somehow managed to achieve corporeal form, and the Republican Party is facing an... You guys ready to play Existential Crisis and Dragons? A war for the very heart and soul of the GOP's brand. And they're finding they possess neither a heart nor a soul. Bereft of hope, adrift and in despair, who can they turn to to bring balance, to restore order, to heal the wounded conservative heart? There, in the distance, striding purposely out of the desert, his chiseled and dimpled chin, his eyes like the sea after a summer storm, arms corded with strong muscles, who is the Fabulous hunk of man flesh. Oh, that's right. The name of the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, is again on the lips of Republicans like the pearly essence of manly vigor sprung from his assumingly rippling loins. That's gay. Yeah, it was pretty gay. Okay, I'm not kidding. I mean, I'm straight, but I would totally fuck Paul Ryan. God damn it, Gavin, I swear to God. Politico dropped the story on Monday, talking about whispers in the highest echelon of the Republican parties, mentioning Paul Ryan as the nominee in case of a deadlock convention this summer. And since that story, the Washington Post, USA Today, Breitbart, and New York Magazine have all ran pieces discussing the, quote, unlikely, unquote, nomination of Dreamy McDreamerson in Cleveland. Jonathan Chait actually titled his piece... Paul Ryan is running for president. In response to all this rampant speculation, Congressman Manley McManchest has been clear, concise, to the point he absolutely, without question, never asked to be president. Doesn't want it, you know, right up until the time he accepts the nomination. Because, you know. Dirk Hardpeck is saying everything but the actual words one says when they are not wanting to be the president. And these words go something like this. Say it with me, boys and girls. I shall not seek, and I will not accept, 
the nomination of my party for another term as your president. If nominated, I will not run. If elected, I will not serve. That is how you say you're not running. It's been that way since General Sherman marched his way to the Sea of Go Fuck Yourself in 1884. Elizabeth Warren did not say the Sherman-esque phrase, but used the other phrase clearly and specifically intended to recuse yourself from consideration. No. And then limited the scope to 2016 because that's how you say you're not running now, but you're planning on just staying out of the shit show until you can run in four years. Hell, she won't even endorse a primary candidate because she knows it would drag her into the race, which would well and truly trash her chances of being VP. Now, Flexi McMuscleflex has said again and again he's not running for president. He's not considering trying for the nomination, but his silence speaks volumes about whether or not he would serve because of fucking course he will. Paul fucking... Gavin, I swear to God, I will cut you. Ryan wants to be president so bad it's dripping off his perfectly sculpted body like trickles of sweat when he's steaming in the sauna. What is wrong with me? From the second Romney tapped him, he's had his eye on that big chair and has played the very clever game toward winning it. The game which he doesn't have to suffer for it. Say what? It isn't that Ryan doesn't want to be president. He doesn't want to run for president, which is one of the shittiest jobs in America. Campaigning is a horrible experience for any political office. You have to go out and meet actual people. And I don't know if any of you have taken a look around this country lately, but Americans are pretty fucking awful people. Did you know that there are over five languages in this world? We don't need all these languages, people. We don't need no British language or Canadian language or Hawaiian language or Alaskan language. We need just American, okay? You want to know what I found out? Most of England speaks Americanish, but they just have an accent. You, in many cases, are also required to touch them. And frankly, I would rather stick my hand in a pot of boiling state fair corn dog oil than brush up against the, a lot of the people who eat those corn dogs at said state fair. I mean, I know where my hand has been in the last 24 hours, and I am fucking grossed out by that. You people frighten me. Who in their right mind wants to spend a year in Iowa and New Hampshire, and not even the good parts of Iowa and New Hampshire, but the real shithole towns with eight people and six trailers sharing four teeth? Then you are forced to spend the day, not just the day, day after day with the media, who in all candor make a year with an Iowa hog farmer seem like a pleasant afternoon in Central Park, because they are with you always asking the same fucking questions over and over again because Murray's politihack needs a thousand words on the candidate's position on fork, pork futures by 3 p.m. and you just gave your position on hog futures Pigs in to Eddie's washiwonk not five fucking minutes ago. Meanwhile, back in New York and D.C., a whole bunch of different reporters who've never met you, are going through your life minute by minute trying to find the time... Finger-banging, old Mary Jane Rottencrotch, 
through her pretty pink panties in junior high because the voters want to know that shit, see the above about how awful Americans are. So, how does one become the nominee without the nasty business of touching all these grody Americans? Remember a few episodes back when I talked about a contested convention? Well, the conventional wisdom is... The convention wisdom is that the great orange hemorrhoid will not gain the requisite 1,237 delegates before the primaries come to a close, and the flaccid penis of Calgary has no real path to reaching that number either. Kasich has as much chance of reaching the magic number as I do, and the last time I checked, I have almost as many delegates as he does due to an embarrassing typo on the ballot in Massachusetts and a similarity between my name and a certain former Patriots quarterback. So, the GOP is almost certainly headed toward a contested convention. There is a theory that Trump could buy... um, uh, sorry, convince some unbound delegates to his side, perhaps with copious amounts of Trump steaks and Trump wine and free staves at a luxurious Trump resort and hotel, none of which is actually per se illegal or even unethical once you take into account the essentially vile nature of American politics. But honestly, this isn't a likely scenario but keep in mind what we're talking about, and we're talking about, what were we talking about? Oh, right, Paul fucking Ryan. I honest to God hate you, Gavin. I just want you to know, I honest to God hate you. If no candidate reaches 1237 on the first ballot, we go to a contested convention. Based on recent events, the most likely outcome would be that Ted Cruz... Ugh is the nominee on the second ballot since he'll kill the next si- next highest delegate count and he's done a lot of work in the state convention securing delegates outside the election process. He's pulled some backroom maneuvers and used some arcane GOP rules to secure delegates that possibly involve some of the more obscure rules from the second edition Dungeons & Dragons splat books. Honestly, Ted, using a kit to win an election? Is there anything you won't stoop to? I mean, I knew you were desperate, but really, really? And no one believes you when you say that you rolled those stats. Because do you know the odds of getting an 18 double odds strength? Well, I do, because I read the first edition Dungeon Master's Guide where Gary explained the math. You fucking munchkin. But if Ted's evoker kit doesn't pan out and we get into multiple ballots, then any name, even mine, and trust me, if nominated, I won't run, and if elected, I won't serve, could be placed on the ballot, voted upon, and become the nominee. The last time this happened was Eisenhower in 1952, but the most famous was the Democrats in 1924, where it took 104 ballots before the nominee was chosen. That was John W. Davis. And I think by the sheer stupefaction on your faces when I say John W. Davis, we all know how that turned out for the Democrats in 1924. Will any of this happen? One Republican power broker in D.C. put the odds of a Ryan nomination at 50%. The betting website, Betfair, puts these odds at 13 to 1, which is a bit lower than 50% at 13 to 1, if you do the math. It's my understanding that there would be no math. Which, of course, I had to Google. It comes out to about 7%. Still, if you're Paul Ryan, who's just sexy as hell and got a tiger in the sack... 
what the hell is wrong with me? Ryan's no dummy. And what I mean is you have to like those odds. All he has to do is exactly nothing. No money spent, no political risk, no personal expenditure, and he basically has got a good a chance to be the nominee than Kasich, who is right at about 9%, who had to eat all the corn dogs. On top of that, he's positioned for 2020 as the presumptive heir, which, come on, he already is and was. It's a win-win for Studley McStutterson. Perhaps the how is not as important as the why. Why would the Republican Party risk the inevitable shitstorm that comes with going so far off ballot as to nominate someone who didn't even run? Well, Trump is the obvious answer. He's the cover of Cousin Oliver on a motorcycle jumping over the shark in the tank for the Republicans. If he's nominated, the chances that he loses are huge. The White House, the Senate, maybe even the House. Well, and then you've got Ted. Ted. Ted, which, oh my God, Patricia Lockwood just gave me this beautiful quote about Ted that I wish that I'd thought of. But she says Ted is looks like he's grown from fetal pig tissue inside of a cowboy boot. Thank you, Patricia. That's just beautiful. And he's only marginally better than Trump. They lose the White House. They probably lose the Senate. But maybe with Ted, they keep the House of Representatives. Maybe. Because no matter how you dress Ted up, he, no matter where you take him, he's always going to remain fetal pig tissue in a cowboy boot and a religious zealot on top of that. It's hard to face when you're this beautiful, sculpted piece of man flesh flexing right in front of you and you just want to drop to both knees and take his exquisite, I mean, take his exquisitely conservative politics inside you until they explode in waves of popular support. Paul Ryan, when you look at him, you say he could win or at least not lose as badly. And the Republican Party, shattered in its process, is saying, what would you do? What would you do? Well, you're going to kneel before the God that save you, or at least make you feel fulfilled as a man. Will this happen? Oh, I, I very much doubt it. It's, I figure the most likely thing is that Trump or Senator Fetal Pig will win on the second ballot because the Republicans will be too afraid to take a chance. They're not open to new things. They might not even know they were into. Things that they always thought were wrong, maybe perverse. But if they only tried it once, if they just saw how good it felt, they might know a love that dare not speak its name. My God, I've gone totally gay for Paul Ryan. My mother is going to be so conflicted. I mean, because gay. But on the other hand, he is a Republican. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Got your happy price, price line. That is it for our show this week. The band Hypnostates provide our music and the show opener. This is our first show from the new Hamilton studio, high atop Hamilton Heights, within spitting distance of the room where it happens. Okay, fine, I'm just trying to get some traction with this whole Hamilton on Broadway craze, I admit it. Next week marks the observance of one whole year doing this dumb fucking show, which is just really dumb when you think about it. Do you know how much Jameson I've put down in a year? I should start a Kickstarter to get me a new liver. So next week's show will be something special or not. Frankly, I'm never sure what these things will be until the script monkeys poop them out on Thursday. If you want to find the show, we're on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast, the show name on Facebook, and on SoundCloud. All of the shows are on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure you subscribe, rate, and review because that's how you inflict this show on other poor losers like you. And of course, we are at whatthehellpodcast.com. So for me, Dave Bledsoe, and all the other fictional rent boys and Republican pages, we just wanted to say... Paul Ryan, there's no need to feel down. I said, Paul Ryan, pick yourself up off the ground. Paul Ryan, if you're in my hometown, there's a place you can go. I said, Paul Ryan, if you're short on your dough, you can stay here. I'm sure we can find many ways to have good times, and you can stay with a podcaster named Dave. See you next week. I said, hey, 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 hey. That's a different Philly's Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.